How's everybody doing this evening? Everybody get in and not get too wet? All right, well, that's good. All you that have joined us on live stream, we welcome you. I'm sure maybe Pastor Bob and Pastor Knitter are there, some others, so we're glad you joined us. We do know that the Word of God will bless your life if you will take it. Amen. So again, we're glad that you joined us. All the rest of you, you forged the ugly weather and came out. Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's just take a minute and thank the Lord for the day. Thank Him for what He's done for us. Lord, we praise You. We give You glory. We give You honor, Lord. We thank You for Your presence in this place, Lord, that, you, that we come to sit at Your feet, to hear Your Word to spend time with you, Lord, that we can increase in your character, your nature, and your life. And we thank you that you've given us that life through the word. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you reveal that word to us. And as always, we give you all the glory in that glorious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to just talk about a few things. I know Pastor Bob's been teaching us on the foundation, so we're just going to go back and some of the things that we might have forgotten, okay, or we might have let slip. But the title is, Did I Miss Something? with a question mark. And, you know, from time to time, we, we have a tendency to do that, don't we? It's just you get busy doing things, you, you have your life, and you have everything that goes on. And, of course, the enemy, he is trying to distract you. Because he doesn't want you to be with the Lord. He doesn't want you to increase in what God has for you. So he distracts you. He is the one in the world that's trying to distract everybody. So we know that. We do know how he operates. So we can counter that. Amen. Amen. Let's take a look at James 1, 23 and 24 to start with. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <clears throat> James 1, 23 and 24. It says, For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. All right. Good thing to get up and spend some time in the word. Find out who you are. Know who you are. And that's one of the things that we need to keep before us, and we need to make that confession that we are a child of the Most High God. We are a supernatural being. We're not just a person. We're not just a, a, a flesh and blood being. We are a supernatural creature indwelt by the Spirit of the Most High God. And I love what, what Pastor Lisa said, that it is that resurrection power that abides on the inside of us. Okay? And there is not enough power on the face of the earth to create that resurrection power. It comes from the realm that Brother Terry talks about, the spirit realm, the supernatural realm that is right here. You know, it's right here. That was, that was great when he was teaching us on that. But we need to know that we are a supernatural being. We need to know what the Word of God says about us. We need to spend time with the Lord in the morning. All of us that are married, I hope you say something to your spouse when you get up in the morning. Greet them, kiss them, whatever. Um... You others, I guess it would be the pillow, so. <laughs> but anyhow, you can get up and spend time with the Lord and talk to the Lord, amen? You know, he likes company. He doesn't just like everybody to run and say, hey, I need this, I need that. 
He doesn't object to that, but he would like you to come in and greet him, spend some time with him, worship, uh, praise him and worship him. And it's important that we do that, okay? That, this is something we cannot afford to do, okay? We need to know who we are. We are, uh, we represent our Lord Jesus. It tells us to be imitators of him. And if we don't look into the word and see who we are and see who he is, because that's him, that word, and we are to take on his character and our nature so we can be imitators of him and do all that he does and say all that he says. And it's important. If you don't, you know, it's kind of like we've all seen the comedians on TV that are imitators of other when they do their imitation, they sound just like the person. They even have the same facial expressions like the person, okay? That's an imitator. Well, that's why we need to stay into the Word of God and we need to know who our Lord and Savior is. Yeah, He died for me. Yes, He did. He died for me. But not only did He do that, He gave me everything that He had. We've entered into that blood covenant. And that blood covenant going back in, you know, we don't know, I don't even know that it's been taught all that much anymore, but it had been taught back when Stanley was in Africa. He probably cut blood covenant with over 50 tribes when he would go, and he knew that would give him what he needed. The first one he went, the chief gave him his staff, and it was an ornamental staff that he had, like a spear. He went to the next one, boo, they all bowed down to him. Well, he found out this chief was one of the greatest chiefs in Africa, and because he entered into blood covenant with him, he gave him that staff. That let him go any place. But in doing all that, he cut blood covenant with 50 tribes, which enabled him to go through and teach the gospel, do whatever he wanted to do, and go wherever he wanted to go. And he was protected because of that blood covenant. Amen? And it's important, and it's important that we spend time in the Word so that we... You just, you embrace that covenant and you spend time with him. It's no different than when you're with friends or with family, that you spend time in fellowship with them and you grow closer. You cannot, unless you're fighting all the time, you, can, you, you cannot not grow closer spending time with your family and with relatives and friends. Amen? I mean, that's how it comes about, isn't it? How, how, do, we, how do we think a child gets to be so close to the parents or vice versa? It's because they spend time with them, they raise them. Hopefully they go in the right direction when they get them up and out, right? Amen. You know, you look in the mirror and you fix your hair. Done it myself. You fix your hair, you check your face out, make sure it looks half decent, acceptable anyhow. But, but later in the day, if I'm looking in the mirror on my truck, sometimes it scares me. I'm thinking... Holy cow, what did you do? <laughs> or you walk by the picture window, okay, in front, and you see it. That really scares you sometimes. But we need to know, we need to know who we are, okay? And it's not how we look, but this is an example that, that, that James shared with us, that we look into that mirror and we ought to know that person. And that's who we are. That is a mirror of us, the real, the real us, okay? The, the the mirror shows you and tells you who you are, okay? I know in the morning when I get up and look in the mirror, I know it's Morgan looking in the mirror, okay? No doubt, no question about that. 
I've been looking at him long enough to know that that's him. But, but it's important that we stay into the Word of God and find out who we are on the inside so that it can emanate to the outside. Amen? Amen. And I know you know what? People, people if, if they've been brought up and they have a bad self-image, they have a problem looking into that Word. And, and if they can't receive it, then they're not going to be able to know how much God loves them, how precious they are to God. Okay? They're just as precious as Jesus was to Him because He loves us all the same. And I feel bad for people that have those bad images because they cannot really get a hold of how much God really loves them and how much God has really done for them and how much He has availed to them so that they can receive it and walk in it. We don't have a clue what God's done for us. Okay? We don't. We know He died on the cross. We know He bore our sins, our sicknesses. He's given us everything He has. But we don't know all that He's given us because we don't know all that He has. It's that simple. Unless you get into that Word and study that Word and let Him reveal that to you, then they're not going to ever know what He's got for us. But He's got more, more. It, it Basically, it boils down, He's given us His glory. And that's something that we need to wear uh, proudly. And to imitate him so that we can represent him. We can be that ambassador that he's called us to be. I know we've had some ambassadors in our country that I wish they hadn't told everybody that they represented the United States, but I don't want to be like that with Jesus because of all that he's done for us. So it's important that we stay into that word and know that. And, you know, when you get up in the morning, tell yourself who you are. You're a child of the Most High. Jesus bought and paid for you. And by rights, we're not our own anymore. I know, I know slavery's out, but he owns us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but you couldn't have a better, you couldn't have a better master. Okay, he's given it all for us. Amen. <laughs> Let's take a look at John 16, 33. John 16, 33. Jesus was talking to him, and he said, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. For in the world you will have tribulation, but be of a good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Anybody have any tribulation today? If you were on the highway, you had tribulation today. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I hate to break that news to you, but... But Jesus told us we are going to have tribulation. So for people to think that they get saved and life's going to be a bowl of cherries or a bouquet of roses, somebody hasn't told them the truth, okay? Basically, you've put a target on your back when you receive Jesus. <laughs> and, and at that point, the good thing is we are the undefeated, amen? We are the undefeated as long as we stay in Him. We know that we cannot overcome the world, the flesh, the devil on our own. And we never would be able to. Okay? It's no match for us on our own. And I wouldn't want to try to. Okay? We would miss it. Without the Word and without the Holy Spirit, we do not stand a chance. And you know what? That's something when you get up in the morning, you need to, you need to know who's with you this day. 
It's the Word of God and it's the Holy Spirit. He's your guide. He's your counselor. He's the one that's going to lead you where God wants you to go. The Word's going to be on the inside of you and He leads you according to that Word. But it's important that we know and have that Word alive on the inside. And you know people say, well, you guys just, you always want to read the Word, read it. Yes, that's life. You always want to eat food, eat food, eat food. Well, we need to eat the Word, eat the Word, eat the Word, because that's what gives our spirit man the life. Amen? It is manna from heaven. That Word of God is manna from heaven. It's just spiritual manna. You look into the mirror often throughout the day. In other words, remembering who you are, okay? The mirror of the Word is what you're going to look into. That's why it's important that you meditate on it. That's why it's important that you, you, know, you have your confessions and it's important that we do that so that we know and see who we are and how we should conduct ourselves, okay? Do we hit a home run every day? No. We're people, aren't we? But we need to get a hold of how God sees us because he sees us as Jesus. And that ought to give us, that ought to rise up on the inside of you to help us step you know, and yeah, we make a mistake, so what do you do? You ask for forgiveness, you repent, you, you head in the right direction and get going in that. So uh, it doesn't change your right standing with God. That's the thing about Jesus when he, he is our, we are, we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. In other words, he has made us righteous because of what he did, not because of what we did, okay? But he lives in us, therefore it makes us righteous. And what that does, when God sees us, he sees Jesus. He don't see, he don't see me tripping, stumbling, sin, or anything else that we do. He sees me through those eyes of love, and he sees me as Jesus. Therefore, I can head in that direction, and I can take on his character and his nature. People say, well, you can't be like... Yes, we can be like Jesus. We are like Jesus right now, okay? We might not have the, uh, the leading and the guiding down as good as he did, but that's why we're still here working at it. God speaks to us just like he did to Jesus, okay? He spoke to him through the Holy Ghost. So, amen, it's important. So we can be the overcomer that he's called us to be. How many of you want to be an overcomer 24-7? I do. I do. It's going to take work, but I'm okay for that. How about you all? Amen? It's important. Let's go to Romans 8.37. Romans 8.37. He, she has it, he said, yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. How are we a conqueror? It's through him who loved us. Amen? Do you think Jesus loved us? He gave his life for us. I don't know. I would be pressed hard. It would have to be somebody pretty special for me to do that. But he did it for all of us when we weren't worthy of it. Amen? We need to remember this. We need to remember, too, that we can't be defeated. People get up with a bad attitude or get up with a, I'm 
let me back up, not a bad attitude, but get up with a, either a poor self-image or, a, or a, a bad look outlook at the day. But we need to know, okay, we don't play nine innings. We don't play four quarters. We don't play 18 holes. We play until we win. There's no tie. And the only way you can lose is if you quit. And Jesus didn't quit on us. And he's given us what we need so we don't have to quit on him or quit on the circumstances that are attacking us. Okay? So we need to know that. Um, Galatians 5, 22 and 23, you can put that up there if you'd like, Pastor Tim. But we know that that is the fruit of the Spirit. But the, the one in there that we're talking about is the long-suffering, okay? We need to know. We need to be able to put our head down and head right into the wind and just keep on trucking, keep on going, as ugly as it gets. And as, as much as you'd like to quit, don't. Just tell yourself, Jesus never quit on me. And, you know, especially in this day and time that we're in right now, it is crazy out there. And even friends of mine that I work in the business with, he said, you know what, I'd just like to quit. I said, yeah, I've had the thought, but I'm not going to. And he was talking about his business, but I mean, you know, it's, it's all the same, and that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to get everybody heading down in your Oh, what do I want to put in your attitudes or whatever, okay? And that's where we need to keep, that's where you start out the fruit of the, the Spirit with the love, okay? That's the first thing. And then the joy and the peace. And that takes, that'll carry you into that long suffering, okay? And then we need to step into the kindness, the goodness, faithfulness, and the gentleness, and the self-control. How many of you could use a little self-control? I could. <laughs> I'll take all these God for me. This, this, this here in Galatians, this is what he has put uh, as our warfare arsenal right there. That's what's going to make us an overcomer right there, okay? People say, well, there's no weapons there. It's not like, you know, it's not like uh, Ephesians. No, but that's what it takes on the inside. And that's where we need to have the strength and that's where we need to have the the will to go on and he's given us everything else in Ephesians that we strap on and that's what carries us through the battle but this is what makes makes the person the person okay on the inside all right because you can look at people and you can't tell what's on the inside nobody knows what's on the inside God knows but nobody else knows what's on the inside the devil really don't know what's on the inside he can, he can put some thoughts into you, but he doesn't know what's going on in here. And he'll talk to you in your thoughts, and he'll try and bring you down, and he'll try and get you discouraged. Okay? He is a good discourager because I'm sure he's been discouraged all his life. Okay? And it's not got bad for him yet. It's going to get bad for him. So I can understand his position. Okay? We know this is the armor that Jesus had and walked in. The disciples walked in it, all his apostles walked in it, and that's how they walked and did what they did. They took the same thing, Jesus, and he's given it to us. It's the same thing. God has given us understanding to fight with 
he's giving you the understanding to fight with the best weapon, okay? In other words, he'll tell you which one you're going to need to use, and it's important, you know? And that's why we need to study on them and meditate on them so we can get them all working, you know? They don't all work perfectly when you first get them, but, and that's something no different than the military when they go in. I'm sure those guys, when they pick up a gun, if they've never shot one before, they're not going to be real good with it. But it's no different than these here. We need to meditate on these, and we need to start and practice these and work these so that we can walk in them. Amen. Usually, usually our best weapons are our mouth if we know how to use it. Speaking the Word of God. Okay? It can either be your best friend and your best weapon, or it can be your worst enemy, depending on which way you turn it. Okay, if you aim it at yourself, it will destroy you. We've seen too many people that it's happened to, okay? They talk to themselves, oh, I can't do this, I, I'm, I'm... No, you need to get back into the mirror and look into the mirror. You need to know who you are, okay? Because you will destroy yourself. It is a filter in and a filter out life that we need to that we need to step into and get it to be a habit, get it to be our lifestyle, that we filter what comes in, the trash, you leave it outside, and then you filter what comes out, and you need to be careful what you let come out. If you got something on the inside that don't need to be out, you need to filter it. Don't let it come out, okay? Um, <laughs> power of the tongue, too many stories on that. You know, you definitely don't want to call yourself stupid because <laughs> sooner or later it'll get there, okay? Because that's exactly what the Word tells us, okay? We need to watch our tongues. And again, we need to filter what comes in. You can't let the enemy drop stuff into you. People can argue with me and tell me all they want. That's how diseases happen. That's how accidents happen. That's how all those things happen. It's by a seed that's dropped in. And if you take that seed and you meditate it or you let it grab hold, it's going to have produce in your life and it's not going to be a good one. Now we can take the word in turn and we can plant that seed and that's going to give you a good harvest. That's going to set you on your course so that you can walk in accordance with the word being led by the Holy Ghost, and you know what? You could walk to where you didn't have any things. They're going to come at you, okay? He told us we're going to have tribulation. Sickness will come after you, but you know what? It doesn't have to get on you and stay on you. Amen? And Jesus is the perfect example when he's in the desert. He answered the devil three times. He told the devil exactly what was written, and that's what we need to know. It is written. Whatever the scripture is, it is written. And you need to put it back in his face. You know, if people see you talking to yourself, don't worry about it. They know we're all crazy anyhow. Okay? <laughs> yep. <clears throat> and being back, back to the tribulation, you can either take, you can either take these the tribulations that come at you, and you can either take them and roll over with them, or 
you can take an opportunity to overcome the situation by the Word of God. Because that's exactly what the Word's for. You can overcome that situation by the Word of God, with the Word of God, and with the Holy Spirit. So, you know, it can be an opportunity rather than an ugly situation. What did James tell us? Count it all joy. So, laugh in his face and then beat him to death with the word. Amen? I mean, it's our choice, people, isn't it? It's our choice to either take the opportunity, the situation, and turn it around. Let God show himself big in your life. And just don't quit, and he will. If you keep your heart right with him, keep that word alive on the inside, he will back you up with everything he's got. And there hadn't anything that's penetrated heaven since he threw the devil out. Amen? And that's who's behind us. We need to know that. Amen? He's made us a winner every time. If you don't quit, you'll win every time. Amen? Proverbs 21, 23. Proverbs 21, 23. Proverbs 21, 23. It says, whoever guards his mouth and tongue keeps his soul from troubles. <laughs> okay, here we go. Mama, what did mom and dad tell you? When you were growing up, watch your mouth. <laughs> your parents never told you that? My dad usually told me that all the time, or my mom. Watch your mouth. I know we've, we've heard this expression, I put my foot in my mouth. We've done that, haven't we? Okay? It says if we guard our mouth and tongue, we'll keep our soul from troubles. <laughs> Amen? That's not a good thing that you've put your foot in your mouth. Sad to say, I can remember too many times I did, but we can always probably, probably everybody here can say we've been there or done that, haven't we? Sometimes people think these things are humorous, but that's not always so. <laughs> okay. When you ask the lady when she's due and she tells you she's not pregnant, that's not a good thing. <laughs> okay? You might think it's humorous, but, it, but, but the humorous is not always so in what we say, okay? And that's why some things are and some things are funny, but we need to be careful because if we roll over into that area, we've got to be careful that we don't go too far and that we don't start getting into things that really matter, okay? Granted, and it can get... What did the, I forget who told the story, but they told the woman, she, she, went, to the, she went to the dentist and uh, she said, when she got home, she told him about, about the report. She says, yeah, my teeth are good, it's my gums going bad. Well, she did that and said that enough and eventually her gums started going bad. Which, you know, it's kind of a humorous thing to a point, but it will produce. It's going to produce. So we want to be careful about that. We want to know. That's why we filter what comes in. 
and we filter what goes out. Amen? That's like a water system. A water system will filter what comes in when it comes into the tank, and then it's got a filter when it comes out into the house, it's filtered again. So you got a double filter. So that's something we need to get into the habit of so that we do not beat ourselves to death with our mouth. Amen? Amen. Proverbs 18, 21. Proverbs 18, 21. It says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Okay? You're either going to eat death or you're going to eat life. That's your choice. And we know that comes from, that's what comes up from our spirit. Okay? We've been taught that, that that's where the power comes from, from our spirit man. So if we don't feed our spirit with the word of God and get our soul renewed, you're going to be, you're going to be speaking death, okay? Because that's what's in the power of the tongue. That's why it's so important that we meditate on the word, read the word, and get our soul renewed so that we can let life come out. And that's even in other people's directions, okay? We don't, we don't want ugly things to happen to other people, so we want to be careful about what we say. Amen. So, we take trouble as one thing, okay? Death and life as another. They are attached, okay? We need to be careful. In other words, it will come from inside, and that's why it's so important. Once you're born again, yeah, you got a new spirit, but you got a soul that's still putting out there. And you got to be careful that you don't speak from that from your soul and release the old things that are in there. When Jesus was talking about the, the wineskins, okay, he said you can't put new wine in old wineskins, okay? You have to have new wine, which is what the Word of God is to us, in new wineskins. We're born again. It's a new wineskin, and then it will help us, and, it, that, and that wine will will ferment and become a good wine, which is what the, the bottom line of the whole thing was about. So it's important that we do that, that we put that new wine in, okay? We need to be careful because habits are formed quickly and unnoticed if you don't pay attention, okay? I know we all, we all know this, okay? It's not nothing new, but we need to pay attention, okay? Um, and again, what I talked about earlier, the world tries to get your attention with all the junk and the trash that it's putting out there, okay? That's where the filter comes in. We need to have them filters up all the time, all the time. I mean, this is a life or death situation that we're in now, and you know what? It hadn't got any better in the last four years. It doesn't look like it's going to get any better for a little bit of time left. But we are the ones that are the overcomers. We are the ones that are going to take this situation and we're going to beat it to death with the Word of God and not get discouraged with what goes on in this country and in the world. Okay? Because we are the body of Christ. We are the superhumans on the face of this earth. And they cannot do anything to us. Amen? I know who my king is. And there aren't any kings above him. 
He is the King of kings and Lord of lords. He is the ruler of the universe. Amen. 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 That's why we need to get all over this school nonsense that's going on. Get all over all this other nonsense that's going on and speak to it just like uh, Pastor Lisa was talking about that they they didn't say anything. They just marched in front of that uh, abortion clinic and you know what? year and a half it was closed. They got spit on. They got stuff thrown at them. They got cussed out. Everything. They just kept walking and praying under the and un, praying in the Holy Ghost under their under their breath. That's all you got to let God do. We don't need to protest. We just got to let let the Holy Ghost loose. Amen. They if they think they can beat the Holy Ghost, they got another thing coming. Okay. Again, our habits they form quickly. We need to be careful. Okay. Again, the trash that's out there, we need to stay awake. Okay. Don't don't get in a daze or don't get sleepy or don't doze off okay we need to keep sharp kind of like when you're driving you know you got to stay awake if you if you get a little drowsy you need to get off the road and take a break right is that not right <laughs> you all drive while you're sleeping <laughs> let me know where you're at i don't want to be around you okay <laughs> But no, we, and if we need to take a break and spend some time with the Holy Ghost, spend some time in the Word. And you know, things, things have a tendency, you get a little hazy up there, you need to get with the Word of God, you need to get with the Holy Ghost, okay? And it, it could happen to anybody, we just need to be aware of it, you know? I catch it when it comes on me, I try and catch it and get right so we can stay, stay on course and stay on target. And it's important. This is no time that we can't fall asleep, okay, in this day and time. It's just like the disciples with Jesus when he wanted them to pray, okay? We're in, the, we're in this ninth hour right about now, okay? So it's important that we stay awake, okay? We want to filter out and filter in, okay? Get out of that daze, wake up, stay awake. Let's, let's take a look at Mark 5, 21. I've got to 42, but I'll skip, okay? We won't do all that, but I think this is about, this is about Jairus, okay? It says, Now when Jesus had crossed over again by the boat to the other side, a great multitude gathered to him, and he was by the sea. And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came, Jairus by name, and when he saw him, he fell at his feet. And he begged him earnestly, saying, My little daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed, and she will live. Let's stop right there for a second. Now he's filtered something, okay? And I'm sure he's thought about this, and he probably heard about Jesus, had been places, and he had laid hands on people, and they have been healed. He filtered that in, and when it came back out, it came out with a filter too. He knew exactly what he wanted to say, okay? All right, go to 24. So Jesus went with him, and a great multitude followed him and thronged him. Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years, okay? We know her story. But we do know also 
then it tells us that she said, if I could but touch the hem of his garment, I would be made whole. So she's releasing her faith out of her mouth. She, I'm sure she had heard too what Jesus could do. She, that filtered in, so that got on the inside of her, and then she started meditating on, and I don't, uh, we could say the Holy Ghost might have gave her what to say. We don't know. We can't say that he didn't, okay? But she started speaking that to herself, and, and that, that started and fired her faith up on the inside and got her stirred up on the inside. So we know that she was getting ready to head out there, did she worry about Jairus? Could have had her stoned to death. We know we've heard this story a hundred times. Could have stoned her to death. Apparently she filtered that out. She got into the crowd of the multitudes. She was, wasn't even supposed to be outside. So she, apparently she had filtered all that out of her thinking, and she's going to touch his garment, okay? All right, next one. And immediately the fountain of her blood dried up. And of course, <laughs> I know Jairus is probably on needles and pins because he's wanting to get Jesus there to his daughter. But she stopped and told him the whole story, okay? And, you know, I'm sure Jesus knew what he was doing, okay? While he was still yet speaking, some, of the, some came from the ruler of the synagogue's house who said, your daughter is dead, why trouble the teacher any further? All right, that's where he cranked his filter up and shut that off, okay? We know that. You got a filter. Somebody comes up and tells you, oh, gosh, you look like you got cancer. That'd be a filter. I'd shut that off in a heartbeat, okay? Or you look sick, or you look this, or you look that. Oh, my uncle had that. No, 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 no. That stops right there. You need to speak that and speak death to that and let it fall to the ground, okay? So, he had to stop that. Go to the next one and we'll see what Jesus told him, okay? Jesus, Jesus gave him something. And as soon as Jesus heard that word was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not be afraid, only believe. And Jesus knew that that was what he needed to hear. And you didn't hear anything out of Jairus after that. But Jesus went there. Of course, he laid his hands on a little girl. Of course, they laughed at him because he said she's not dead. Okay. Laid hands on her. She was up. So filter in, filter out. You get a bad doctor's report. It's not that it's not true, but it's not the truth. Okay. So filter it however you need to filter it because the Holy Ghost can help you with that. Whether you speak the word of God against that, which you should. Okay. We filter that, and then we filter what we speak back to it so that you speak life to that situation. You speak life to that circumstance, and the life will always supersede. If you don't quit, it will always supersede. And people say, well, yeah, you know, so-and-so was in faith, but they... No, if they were in faith, they wouldn't have died. I'm sorry. I know that sounds rough and it sounds ugly, but that's the truth. Either we're going to deal with truth or we're not going to deal with it. Okay? People talk to me about my, my uh, condition. You know what? That doesn't have anything to do with God's Word. Okay? God's Word is still truth. 
it's on me, and it's never on God. Okay? It's never on God. And when you make that, you make that decision, then you'll be fine, okay? You won't let the devil beat you up because that's, that's the bottom line, okay? And people have said that. Hey, you can say what you want. I know what the Word of God says. And if I don't have it, it's not God's fault. He doesn't give us everything. When he went to the cross, he doesn't give us everything to everybody. I mean, there will be people who die and probably go to hell. That they've had salvation. They've had prosperity. They've had healing. They had everything given to them. But they didn't seek it out or didn't know it. So, you know, um, and there's a time when you just get down to brass tacks with God. He always backs his word up if you'll take his word and put faith with it. If you'll believe his word for what he said, he'll back it up with all of heaven. It's just what Brother Terry said. He'll reach right over into the supernatural, whatever you need, boop, give it to you. Amen? Amen. Psalm 141.3. 141.3. Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. I don't think he's talking about so he doesn't cuss. I think he's talking about so he releases the word of God out of his mouth because that was David and he was always looking to please God. Amen. We have to man the door. Okay. God's not going to put a clothespin on your lips so you can't speak. But the Holy Ghost will quicken you on the inside so that you can stop it. And if you slip, back up, ask him for forgiveness, repent, and get going. Don't fall in the mud puddle and sit there and whine and cry. Get up and get going. We can't do that. If we're, his, if we're imitators of him, I don't think I ever saw him stop what I've read. And I've pretty much read all the New Testament. Don't ever remember him stopping, laying down, crying, whining, complaining. He just took the word of God, did what he was supposed to, spent time with the Holy Ghost, found out what the God, God's will was for God's plan. I think Pastor Bob shared it too. When, when, when they brought the woman in adultery out and threw her down in front of him and, you know, asked him about it. And, you know, he didn't, he didn't, instantaneously respond to him because I think they kind of caught him off guard a little bit and they were trying to throw a curveball at him and I don't know whether he was drawing pictures in the sand or whatever I don't think that was what was pertinent but he was trying to hook up with the Holy Ghost and find out what he needed to share and he did and we need to do likewise he found out what to share and it pretty much shut them all down and put them in their place, and then he shared with her, you know, I'm not holding anything against you. So you know what? We need to, we need to take heed to that and, and listen for the Holy Ghost to talk to us because he wants us to share things with people. People need to know things. They need to know things, things that you have on the inside of you. 
Amen? We don't want to be like what Ben Franklin said. Ben Franklin said, we're all ignorant, but a lot of people work real hard at being stupid. We don't want to do that. Amen? That's what the Word of God was given for us. But we need to keep the eye on the door. That's our spirit, man. We keep the eye on the door so when, when the Holy Ghost talks to you, then you'll know, okay? He'll correct you. He'll tell you what, what you need need or need to say, or if you need to go study, meditate on something, he'll let you know about that. Amen? Amen. Amen. It's important. Matthew 15, 22, 28. I'm sorry. 15, 22 through 28. Matthew 15, 22 through 28. All right. We know about the, we know about the woman of Canaan, okay, that she came to, came to Jesus. It says, Behold, the woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. But he answered her, Not a word. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she cries out after us. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she said, Yes, Lord. Yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. And then he went on and told her. What did he tell her? 28. He said, Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. Now, did the, the woman, if she hadn't have filtered what was, what was coming to her, she could have turned and walked away, but she wasn't going to be stopped. Okay? Jesus told her, what, two or three times? She wouldn't stop, would she? And then when, when she came back to him, once she worshipped him, okay, and I knew that, that anytime you want to get with God, worship God, okay? Worship. Spend time in worship with him. But then when she came back, Jesus knew, and she got what she desired. And you know what? You can call me a little dog if you want. Give me what God's got for me. Okay? By the law, she wasn't entitled to it. But she's just like, she's just like she was kind of like David. David bypassed that law and, and come up into the New Testament for his, for his forgiveness. Okay? She still did, too, because she was still in the Old Testament with Jesus. The New Testament didn't start till Acts, okay? And she went on in there, and she got what God had for her because Jesus knew that. Same way with the woman at the well, okay? If you go in and read that, all those people weren't entitled to what God had for them, but Jesus opened it up, and he saw the people's hearts. He saw their faith, and they weren't going to stop. And that's what he likes to see about us, okay? That we don't quit, that we don't stop until we get that promise. All right? Amen? She filtered what the, what, you know, the disciples tried to get her to go away. I'm sure she was bugging them. And I'm sure that if you read the whole thing, the daughter was really demon-possessed. She was screaming, hollering, doing everything. And so, but, cast her out. Set her free. Amen. 
Amen. James 1, 26. James 1, 26. If anyone among you thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue but deceives his own heart, this one's religion is useless. Okay? You can ask Joe what a bridle's for. It's to take hold of a horse in it, Joe, and control the horse. That's why we bridle our tongue, okay? So we can take control of it, keep it under. The Word of God is what will help you do that. But if anyone thinks, his, thinks he is religious, okay, they're out there, and does not bridle his tongue but deceives his own heart, this one's religion is useless. In other words, it's no good. But it's important that we know that, that we can bridle that tongue. James talks about it, says that no man can bridle it, but he's not talking. He's talking about the natural man. He's not talking about the spirit man. Amen? So we need to know that. But And uh, be attentive of that. Go back, you know, uh, if you ask God to help you put a watch on your mouth, then you need to be attentive to that so that we can take care of it, tend to it. We know it talks about what should come out of your mouth should be a blessing, should encourage people, shouldn't, shouldn't bring them down, but it ought to lift them up, okay? It ought to be encouragement. So it's important that we do that. Alrighty. I have, well, let me see here. Let's go to James 3, 2, and we'll end right there. And I'll pick back up Sunday morning. James 3, 2. It says, for we all stumble in many things. And if anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body. Okay? To bridle the whole body. What's, what's 6 say? Verse 6 in chapter 3. Yep, okay. I'm going to finish with this one. It says, and the tongue is a fire. It's a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire by hell. Okay? We set, our, we set our course by what we speak, and just like we were sharing about people talking about being sick or whatever, they set that on course, and it might not be 30 seconds after they say it, but if it turns into a habit or it turns into a confession all the time, it is going to produce exactly what they said. That's just a spiritual law. And it's not going to change. Okay? Our spiritual laws don't change like our natural laws. Okay? God's put them into motion. They're going to go, and they're going to go, and go, and go, and go. They won't ever change. So we need to be aware of it and be attentive of it also that so that we can operate because we are a spirit being. We should be operating in spiritual principles. Yeah, do we obey the speed law? Yeah, you're supposed to, okay? Does everybody do it? No. But anyhow, you're supposed to. But that's natural. But we need to be attentive to the spiritual laws, okay? That's what our pastors teach us here, how to be attentive to the spiritual laws, how to operate in the spirit, speak from your spirit so that you can speak spirit and life into situations and that you can be the commander of those situations, okay? God wants us to be the commander in our situations. 
And that's how we are the commander by the word of God. He's given us that word so we can do that. That's how Jesus commanded his life. The word of God. He took control. Nobody took his control. They didn't even take his control when they put him on the cross. He let him do that. He was still in control. Amen? So it's important that we do that. Get a hold of that. Meditate on that word. Filter what comes in. Filter what comes out. Make sure we stay on course with the word of God. Stay in tune with the Holy Ghost. Uh, we need to pray. Just Pastor Lisa told us in the meetings. We need to pray more and more in the Holy Ghost. These day and times. Spend some time. Spend more time with the Holy Ghost. All right? We need to do it anyhow because that's, that's, that's the one that's going to lead us. Okay? The Word directs us, but He leads us where to go, what to go, what to do, when to do it. Amen? They work hand in hand. So it's important. All right? Well, Father, we thank You for Your Word, Lord. We thank You that we can filter in and filter out. We thank You, Lord, that we watch over what comes in and what goes out of our spirit being, Lord. And we thank you for that. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are living in us to lead us and guide us. Holy Spirit, you're there. And we thank you for it. We praise you and give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. All you that joined us on live stream, um, if you would like, we're going to get ready to take an offering. If, you'll go to, if you're on the website, you can go to the donate button and it'll give you directions. should be newlifefamilyworship.net. You can go there and it will give you directions. And again, we will send you a tax-deductible receipt. And we are always praying for your seed that it's sown, that it will be multiplied. How many of you like that God's a multiplier and he don't add? I'm glad he went right past addition. He multiplies. Do you all remember that from school? You know, if you multiply, you get more than if you add. Okay, all right. Just wanted to make sure. Now, I thought that might have been something that might have slipped from you all, but I wanted to bring it back. All right? All right. You all in your, in your seats here, if you'd like to, uh, back of the seat, you should have an envelope, check, whatever, whether it's a tithe or an offering. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity. We give you the glory, Lord, that we can give of our substance to you. And we praise you and thank you for it. 